Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 game. Into hour number three, it's John Dickinson and Dan Devone. We're with you until 2 o'clock, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text on the Xfinity mobile text line as we react to the news of the morning heading on into the afternoon. And the news of the morning is Jordan Poole, finally, uh, the deal that we've all been waiting for uh, per Woj in the 9 o'clock hour this morning, Jordan Poole agreeing to a four-year, $140 million contract extension with the Warriors through the 2027 season. So uh, that's the 26-27 season, that via Poole's agents to Woj. And then Anthony Slater, the athletic, Dan, with the note that four years and $123 million is the guaranteed portion. So $17 million in incentives. All of this is expected to become officially official at some point later in the day. And that means Jordan Poole gets paid and Jordan Poole will be speaking to it at some point here in the next couple of days. Warriors don't have a practice or any media availability today, by the way. They're taking the day off before practicing tomorrow and Monday. And uh, the Warriors in the opener against the, the Lakers and ring night and, and all of that on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, sorry, uh, technical issues here. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Jordan Poole. You deserved it. Um, you, you got what the market dictated, and, uh, and, and we'll see going forward. I'm curious, uh, J.D., what is it you have to say about Draymond Green and sort of his new attitude or the lack thereof, or is he going to be the same old Draymond going forward? Yeah, and, and I mentioned that before the break. We do want to open up the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Uh, but, yeah, Draymond, I wanted to play a couple of clips because, you know, you had made the point in the in the 11 o'clock hour about 
you know, Draymond having to kind of, you know, take on a different tone because of the incident with with Poole. And so uh, I wanted to go back to the tone of some of the comments from when he met with the media Thursday. So the second time he met with the media since the, the incident, but the first time since rejoining the team on Thursday following practice. So let, let's play a couple of these quickly. And, and the first one is when he was asked here if there's more uh, trust between he and his teammates and about the whole trust issue. And here's what he said. Everyone says, like, build trust as a team. I don't really quite understand that. You know, what's trust? Is it trust that you're going to make the right play? I think I always make the right play. I mean, to the best of my ability, I don't always make the right play, but to the best of my ability. So is it that? Is it what is that? I think, you know, what we do have to do is make sure we're together. You know, make sure we're doing the necessary things that it takes to win a championship. Make sure we got each other's back. But I think of so many different things when I hear the word trust that I'm not always certain that that is the most fitting word for what people are trying to say. I think it always sounds good and everyone kind of has this idea of what that means. But yet, you know, what does that truly mean? I don't quite know. So there you go. So that so that there's that. That's that's one part of it. Not not a whole heck of a lot there. You want to you want to react to that? Or do you want to run through the next one? Yeah, yeah you, really quick. I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he says, but I'm sort of with him on this one. I, I've never understood the trust word. Like, how does trust sort of work into what it is that we witnessed and? And Draymond and his, and his teammates going forward. That, to me, also sort of, you know, just, just didn't hit properly. I'm with him on that as well. Okay, that's interesting because I, I kind of took that as a little bit of downplaying maybe that something that, that something okay. needs to be rebuilt in a way. And, I, and I'm not even saying he's necessarily wrong in feeling that way, but, but I do think some may take it a, a little bit that way. Uh, here's the other one. Uh, he, was, he was asked about the, the suspension and being away from the team and, and, and all of that. Quite frankly, I don't think that's everyone's business. The conversations that I've had with people in this organization, uh, with my teammates, uh, the conversation that other people has had with my teammates, the conversations that teammates has had amongst each other, those are the conversations that matter. And ultimately, if we all have conversations and we decide that we think that's best, then at the end of the day, that's what matters, uh, not what someone else's opinion is at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's about what we feel in this organization is best together, not what someone else thinks. Um, Pretty certain Jordan had input, Steph had input, Looney had input, Andre had input, Clay had input. And ultimately, you come to what you think the best decision is and taking all of that into account. And, you know, we've all had those conversations. So if I'm being quite honest, I don't really care what, what other people think. I don't wake up and come to practice with other people. I don't go to bed at night wondering what the hell the people who think it should be longer is doing or longer or Whatever someone may think, that's really not quite my worry or care. My care is what guys in this locker room think, what, what people in this organization think. Outside of that, I can really care less what someone has to say. So, again, I don't necessarily disagree with anything he has to say there, but, but the tone of it is I ain't changing my attitude or, or my ability to speak to whatever the heck I want to speak to. It's not exactly a, a muted Draymond Green, I guess, is what I'm saying. No, and I would agree with him there as well. And I think that that was sort of the message that the Warriors 
and Steve Kerr and company put forward is that this is going to stay insular. It's in-house. We know this doesn't project well. We know that we're going to take a lot of shots, but this is about, you know, this is about us at the end of the day. The big question I have with Draymond going forward, and to your point, J.D., he cannot change. Otherwise, you know, that's that's the rub with this guy is that he's got to be the same guy. He's got to play in that emotional edge. Otherwise, he's of little value to you. That's who Draymond is. He's an emotional leader. That cannot leave. So you got to take the good with the bad to a certain degree. The Draymond I wanted to address is does he now still be the guy that goes home and gets on a podcast and says, you know what, Steve Kerr, you're going to have to deal with this. I'm going to watch LeBron James when he breaks the all-time scoring record. That's who I am. And then Steve Kerr's got to roll his eyes, go to a press conference, and have to deal with this. Is that still going to be there? The guy in the court, yes, he has to be that fiery guy. J.D., you were at the game. We weren't even, what, like two minutes into it when he, he took a charging call and he immediately popped up and went after a ref. I, quite frankly, was sort of refreshed to see, oh, Draymond hasn't lost any of that. He's, he's not even aware of the so-called, you know, wh- how he's supposed to act. He was Draymond saying, you know, the ref did me wrong. And as it turned out, they overturned the call. But that Draymond has to stay intact. The Draymond I'm addressing is the guy off the court, whether it's new media and his podcast, will he tone that down to a certain degree? Yeah, and I, I don't think he will. Okay. Uh, to, to, I, I really don't because I, I think he views it. And, look, I don't want to get in a, in a man's head, but I think he views it as two different situ- – like the situation with Jordan Poole is, hey, I can never do something like that again. But I, I, I – and I think he fully understands that. But it, as far as you know, that meaning he can't do or, or won't act in a manner with other things the way that he has, like I, I just think he compartmentalizes it as, you know, I can't hit a teammate again. I can't I, or I can't let a situation where I have some resentment in, in our banter or trash talk, our relationship, whatever it is, get to a point where where I can even be so angry for whatever reason that I might step up to him like that and hit him. Like, like that's the, that to me is the, is the, the overarching issue, but I think he compartmentalizes it and says that has nothing to do with me being a leader. That has nothing to do with me calling a dude out for missing an assignment. That has nothing to do with me getting into it with a ref. That has nothing to do with what I do on my podcast or who who I talk about. So I, I, I think he, he views it as, you know, this was the, the, the mistake that I made will never happen again and can't ever happen again. But the rest of the stuff is in almost a completely different category. I did want to play one more cut from Draymond because I thought, and I think this was the most interesting one of the three from Thursday. He, he kind of went in on the contract situations. I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think of, of just how he characterized all of this. So here's Draymond on contract situations. I don't like to let contract drama linger, especially when it's when it's involving me. Quite frankly, what other people do with their contracts, or if you're going if you're going to let a contract situation linger, then you better be damn sure that you're willing to handle all the effects of a contract lingering that it can have on the team. And quite frankly, everybody don't do that. We've seen LeBron James have contract situations. We've seen Steph Curry have contract situation, and they handle it, you know, and and they handle it the way it's supposed to be handled can't say that for everyone and so if you're going to let a contract situation linger you better be ready to deal with what comes with that every single day 
and the effects that it can have from a day-to-day situation. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And quite frankly, I'm not willing to deal with that every day. So my contract is what it is. I have two years left on my deal, including this year. And I am a Golden State Warrior trying to win another championship in this organization. That's what it is for me. That's not something that I'm going to harp on all year. So how do you take that? Well, I don't know about you, but for me, immediately the name KD jumped into my head. Like that was sort of an inadvertent shot at KD. That's how you don't want to handle it. Going back to KD's last year where it just it festered throughout the season. It became so problematic that it got to another boiling point with that of Draymond Green where he verbally went after you know, KD and said, you know, enough of this crap. We're tired of you and your conscience. We're tired of the media asking us. Uh, questions about you and whether you're going to be with the team or not. I, I couldn't help but go down that road that felt that, you know, KD had, had jumped right back into the conversation. Uh, and I like, I like his attitude. And, and, but I can't help but think, because it's just human nature, that he's well aware that Jordan Poole got paid and there's a good chance he didn't. Maybe this has a lot to do with what we witnessed when he took out Jordan Poole. But he, he, you have to be aware of that, that one guy's, you know, securing the bag and there's a good chance that I'm not. Uh, uh, whether he wants to admit that or not, that has to be you know, either in the forefront or resonating in his head somewhere. By the way, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN now reporting just within the last 45 seconds that the, the deal is fully agreed upon uh, according to, to his sources and obviously he had Poole's agents on the record earlier this morning in, in breaking the news uh, but the deal uh, per Woj with the Warriors and Jordan Poole four year $140 million contract extension if all incentives are hit 123 in guaranteed money per Anthony Slater but yeah Woj reporting that that deal is done so uh, expect a, a formal announcement at some point once it clears through all of the, the league protocols and uh, that would set up Jordan Poole to address it potentially tomorrow or Monday and I would I would imagine this is also a you know, a Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, you know, kind of a kind of a moment as well, where they get uh, get up on the dais and, and and welcome him back to the organization for what could be as long as five years. Yeah, and again, it's a it's sort of a feel good, right? It's it's the perfect scenario for the Golden State Warriors after what we just witnessed, which is it doesn't get any more dark. And as Steve Kerr said, this is the worst crisis I've dealt with as a coach, and certainly here with the Golden State Warriors. Well. Now, less than a week later, you get to have sort of this moment where, because these things are always, there's that, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those feel-good moments that we've got our guys staying with us, and predominantly there are smiles in the room, and that's what you want the next time you have to sit and face the media. Now, Jordan Poole is going to have to take some hard questions. He'll get through it, but the overall sort of takeaway from this is that, you know, we're heading in the right direction, and after last week, we're doing a press conference where everybody goes home with a smile on their face. Uh, 888-957-9570. He's Dan Devone. I'm John Dickinson. We're with you until 2 o'clock here at 95.7. The game will give way to Evan Giddings and Alan Stiles, who are going to be coming up at 2. They'll get you on into the afternoon and the early evening all the way up until 6 here on 95.7. The game just... Uh, 
taking your calls, your thoughts on the Jordan Poole contract extension, the four years and $123 million of guaranteed money. Where does that leave Andrew Wiggins now? Where does that leave Draymond Green now uh, with the, the decisions looming and the belief that maybe one of these guys at some point is going to have to go and the Warriors making a commitment to Jordan Poole? Uh, what does Jordan Poole have to do to validate that contract? That's something we've been discussing in the first two plus hours of the program. Does he have to be an all-star? Does he have to become a superstar? I know there's a a wide-ranging view on what Poole's ceiling is. I think it's it's right to wonder, given how exponentially the growth has been over the last year and a half from a a guy that was kind of languishing a little bit, trying to get better in the G League to productive player at the end of the the, the 2021 season to somebody that that became a starter and a key contributor to uh, an NBA championship team last year when he was filling in for Clay Thompson and ultimately one of the better sixth men in the NBA. Uh, Comcast, uh, the Xfinity mobile text line now from the 650, Dan, uh, asked this question. Are you concerned about the fact that Jordan Poole kind of disappeared in the playoffs? I I wouldn't say that he disappeared. I thought he got off to an excellent start against Denver. But there are times where he can be the kind of player that the opposition, especially on defense, can attack. Yeah, I think that, again, when you're thinking about where this this guy is at in his career, he is still, he's still developing. Maybe not to the extent he doesn't have as far to go as a, a Jonathan Kaminga or James Weissman, but he's not there yet. So I say that to say this, that last year in the playoffs and the hot start against Denver and then when teams got physical like that against Memphis and then Boston recognized, okay, that's that's the recipe, man. Let's throw some bows. Let's rough this guy up. He doesn't like it that way. And he, quote, unquote, disappeared. All of that is just going to provide what I think is the experience now for him going forward. So when he is in that situation again, Jordan Poole will now have some level of recall on what it is that is expected and what it is that he needs to do, whereas last year in the finals specifically, he didn't have that. 888-957-9570. Yeah, I I think the question's always going to become, Dan, is he a part of the finishing lineup? Like, we we know here, – here's what we know. We know he's going to go into the year being a sixth man, a, a super sixth man, and he's going to be paid handsomely to be a super sixth man. We know he's going to start for for Clay Thompson in all likelihood when Clay Thompson misses games, and Clay Thompson's probably not going to play back-to-backs this year. We'll, we'll see, but I would imagine he's not. Steph Curry's going to get – some semblance of a handful of games off this year uh, where he's going to be, you know, they're going to want to rest him. Not a lot. At least it hasn't been over the years. Or or he may have to miss due to some kind of injury. Every every player has some level of, of minor injuries here, you know, typically throughout the course of a season. He's going to get some starts there. The question is, in the biggest games, is he somebody that's going to be on the floor finishing? And the Warriors have options. Like, we know it's going to be Steph and, and Clay and Wiggins and, and Draymond, at least going into it. The question is, who's the fifth? And and we've seen the Warriors, whether it's been Iguodala over the years, whether it's been Gary Payton II, whether it's been Looney, it was Jordan Poole in the early part of the playoffs. It's you know, I'm not even necessarily saying it matters if he's always out there just because he's a guy that's getting paid large. 
and moving forward here. But that to me is the question is, do, do, do the Warriors at some point feel the need to tweak their starting lineup to get him in there? Does he push the envelope on that? And is he really more importantly a finishing player for them in the playoffs? And I think the answer is against some teams, yes, and probably against others, he might not be. He's still valuable, though, and they need him. Yeah, I think he is. And I think that the other way to ask that question is, does he disappear in the big moments? Is he one of those guys, and when it gets down to the fourth quarter or it gets down to quote-unquote crunch time, is he a guy that you feel comfortable putting the ball in his hands? And what I've seen of him is uh, unequivocally yes. Uh, I don't – my perception of him is that he does not hide from the big moments. In fact, I think it's just the opposite. And again, this gets back to his development and his experience, which is he's still garnering and he's still heading in the right direction. But – I do not, from what I've seen of his brief career, perceive him as a guy that is afraid of that moment, afraid of the bright lights and the big stage. In fact, I think just the opposite, that he relishes, and he's one of those guys that wants the ball in his hands, and he wants to take you across the finish line. Now, whether he's able to do it or not is another question, but I don't think he's afraid of that moment. And I think that his minutes as it relates to closing and in, in big games and maybe in the playoffs, will continue to grow and increase as he has more confidence in his game and as he gets more experience under his belt. Yeah, I don't think he, he hides from – I think he's fine in big moments. I think he embraces him. I, I, I think – like, I don't, I don't think – I don't worry about him in big moments. I think it's more matchups than, than anything. I, I think it's more about defense than anything. I think it's more about – I think it's more opponent-specific. And, again, you, you can get away with it in the regular season. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes it's just as simple as put your best offensive players on the floor, put your best five on the floor. But in the playoffs, when it gets a little bit more matchup-specific, I do think it, it had for me it has nothing to do with the big moments. It has to do with can his defense get to a level to where he can be out there with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and, and Wiggins and Draymond, and you don't need – a, a Kevon Looney to be out there with him, or you don't need a, you know somebody else that's a that's a better defender to be out there with him because the opposition is able to expose the Warriors on that end and and get buckets. And so to me, that's the that's the calculus. It's not that he isn't a big game player; it's that the type of player he is may lend him to not be out there in some of those moments where the defense needs to try and find somebody uh, that that they can attack. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's go to Joe in San Jose next here on, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Joe. What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, I believe the biggest thing for him is to shelf his ego, shelf his money, and be able to absorb what Steph has done to this team and listen to Kerr and understand that you, we are going to have, have change in the guard and you are going to be the king of the Bay. But you got to understand in the same sense is that you got to you got to be able to, if it needs to change, twerk, tweak, whatever, you have to be able to take on the challenge to be the leader, and you also have to be, like Steph is, makes people better every night, regardless of the situation. So if it means take, score 16, and then someone else score 20, then so be it. Steph does it all day long. So hopefully I wish the best with this guy, because he's got a lot of stuff coming on his shoulders, and, you know, that's just bottom line. What he did, what Draymond did to him is uncalled for, and we'll get through it. We'll get through it because that's what brothers do. You guys are brothers on that team, so you have to get through it. And he, winning 
clears up a lot of stuff. And we all know Draymond's not going to be back. He's not coming back. So that will be off the shelf, and he'll be able to just excel constantly and make him, and growing his team to where it's been. And it's not going to, you know, it's not going to decelerate. We have to, we want on the gas, and we're going to continue to be on the gas because you got leadership, you got players, and you got great fans. Thanks, thanks for the call. Uh, look, I think I, I would stop short, Dan, of you're going to be the king, you're going to be the next Steph, you're going to be like, like, don't put that on him. Like, let him be Jordan Poole. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, like, let him develop and be a, and and continue to be a good player. Like, I, I, to me, it's. It's a it's a bridge too far, Dan, to be looking at Jordan Poole getting paid today. And I'm not saying he can't eventually be a star player, but let's not view today as the Warriors believe he's going to be the next superstar and face of the franchise. Because I I don't think that's what this is about. I really don't. Yeah, you just have to look at this for what it is, and that is his contract was up, and he got fair market value. His pecking order as it relates to the Warriors when they open up things on Tuesday against the Lakers is exactly the same. Nothing has changed. He's not going to be option number one. In fact, he's not even going to be on the floor when they have their starting lineups. He's going to be the sixth man. And he has to just continue to get better. You can't read into this contract to think it's going to change his status as to who he is and or more importantly as it relates to the Golden State Warriors going forward. He's not a superstar. If anything, you're paying him, if anything, you're paying him like you said, a fair market value and a really nice deal at that to be cool with, hey, continue to grow your game, but you are going to be a sixth man probably for the next two years. And be cool with that because we're paying you like a starter. So it's, it should be all good. Yeah, and I would also get back to your earlier point that if he is that liability, I think, where you have to take him off the floor or hide him, that's that's not a good thing. You can be okay defensively, but if you mean that much to your team offensively, much like that of Steph early on in his career, he's so much better defensively now. But I would I would say maybe liability might be strong, but he wasn't very good defensively. But you weren't going to take him off the floor because of what he meant to, to not only your offensive impact, but just the overall makeup of your team. Hopefully Jordan Poole will get to that point where he's he's not that guy where everybody's just simply going to attack. But he's good enough where you can, you can hide him and keep him on the floor, and then you get the plus side, which, of course, is what he brings with his instant offense. But if he becomes that guy where, you know what, you're going to get exposed because you haven't developed enough defensively that we got to remove you from the floor in big games, that becomes, I think, a larger issue. And I think that's a reality right now. And, look, I'm not saying he can't get better. Sure yeah. he can. But I, I do think defensively, in the biggest moments, he is a liability, and and that's again that doesn't mean you don't pay him, and doesn't mean you can't he can't get better at it. But it means in certain matchups, you're going to have to weigh is having his offense out there more important than having somebody that the defense can can attack be out there. And the Warriors, I, I think they balanced it enough last year where he was able to play against Denver. Maybe he wasn't able to play at times against other teams. He was able to play. You know, it just it it it. 
kind of depends on the matchup and, and the moment, and that's you know that's what the coaching staff and the organization gets paid to, to put these guys in positions to win NBA championships. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got uh, ninety minutes to go. We'll come back. Another cut from Draymond Green. I wanted to play, but more of your phone calls as we react to Jordan Poole signing the contract extension with the Warriors on ninety five seven. The game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Dan Devone, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text to 415 on the Xfinity Mobile text line, Dan. Uh, and there haven't been too many of these today. It's It's been, for the most part, I would say 90 or even 95% praise for the Warriors and, and the contract extension. But the 415 says 4 and 140. Bad move, Golden State. I could see 100 and even 120, but that's bad. It's going to cause envy with Clay, Andre, maybe Steph. No way uh, 140 for Jordan Poole. Now, I, I, I'll say this. When, when I heard 40 initially this morning, I did gulp a little bit like, wow, the Warriors, like that's the, the high end on Poole for sure. And but then it was reported by Anthony Slater, the athletic, that, that the guaranteed portion was 123. And so if some incentives are hit, it could get up to 140. That That's fine. The one the 123, I think, is is about right when you look in line with Tyler Hero and, and him getting 120 million guaranteed with an opportunity at some incentives of himself that can get to get his deal to, to 130. So 120 is a lot. But I think it is fair market value. 140, if it had been 140 guaranteed, I would have gulped a little bit. But again, we're talking about 17 million over four years at that point with the cap going up and, and all of these other things that are coming in the future. Yeah, and I don't know that I can necessarily agree with the envy part of that when it comes to the veterans. And I think you mentioned, was it Clay and Steph? I, I don't, 
I could be wrong. I don't necessarily knowing those guys uh, from afar the way I do. I think that they don't strike me as the sort of people that would be that petty or envious, especially with the sort of money that they're making. I think that they're happy for the guy. And I think at the end of the day, this was the right thing to do. And I don't think that they overpaid. And I think that you're going to get the best Jordan Poole going forward. That this is just after, again, what it is that we've been dealing with for the last 10 days. This is this is where they wanted to be at. A feel-good moment so that the next press conference, we can all smile, giggle, and high-five one another and get the hell out of there. Yeah, and I, and I should be clear. I, I didn't gulp because I thought that those players would be envious either. I just I, I, I want I don't want it, that to get twisted around. I I gulped more like wow, like they you know any kind of deal can be. Is it is it did the player really get over? Did the organization really get over? Is it a fair deal? And and I would have at one forty guaranteed thought. Man, Poole kind of got over a little bit. Not not a lot, because again, we're talking about the seventeen million over four years. But I would have thought, wow, Poole won that deal if he got one hundred and forty. And we mentioned this in the first hour, so we can reset it. Bobby Marks of ESPN, the former GM of the Nets, uh, great with all the contract understanding and and those sorts of things. He he put out there that the max that a team could offer next year if he hit restricted free agency was was uh, four and 144 in terms of, of money. So the Warriors able to, to save a little bit off of that. So it does sound like a deal that's that's mutually beneficial uh, for everybody. Let, let's get back to the phones. 888-957-9570. Gene in Oakland next here on 95 for the game. Hey, Gene. Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Well, I mean, I'm on record with you guys and others that I, I don't, I still don't think that this was handled properly by the team. I still think that, uh, you know, some sort of punishment was in order. And I think because uh, there was no punishment that this, uh, this is, we're not going to reach a, a real closure on this. There's going to be lingering resentment, I guess, I assume. Um, Jordan Poole essentially, I, it looks to me, got bought off. You know, maybe they sweetened the pot a little bit, gave him some more money. To get him to go along and say, okay, I'm ready to move forward. But that doesn't mean that resentment's not going to be there. He's looking at a guy, uh, you know, he's looking at Dre and he's seeing a double standard. He's seeing somebody that's basically getting off scot-free with no incentive uh, on Dre's part, Dre's part to, uh, to really take and do the serious work uh, moving forward to avoid this happening again. So, but I have a suggestion of how this might get worked out. Um, there's been all this discussion about the right term uh, or the right, uh, you know, concept to embrace, you know, camaraderie or trust or whatever you want. Uh, I think before you can get to that point, I suggest uh, empathy. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm a person that's had to deal with anger problems myself my entire adult life. And what's worked for me is empathy, meaning as soon as blood starts rushing to my head, I... I train myself to try to put myself in the other person's uh, shoes, you know, in his his or her position, try to understand what's going on to, to make that person want to attack me or make me angry. Um, I think Dre really has to work hard at doing that so that, once again, if an incident arises, and we know something's going to happen some, at some point, go to that person and say, listen, you know, this this really hurts. I don't like it. What's going on? Can we discuss this? All right. And then on the, the person on the receiving end, in this case, Paul has to be prepared to do the same. All right. Yep. Nope. 
we lost Gene there? Uh, thanks, Gene. Appreciate the call. 888-957-9570. Uh, look, I, I don't think Draymond's changing that much. To, I think we'd all love for him to, Dan, but I don't think he's changing that much. No, and you can't. You can't have him change, and that's the slippery slope. You you don't want him to suddenly be this docile guy that's going to mind his P's and Q's, and he's no longer effective to you. He's got to be that dude who's going to play on the edge and be your emotional leader. And in order to be your emotional leader, you got to get after guys. you got to get in people's faces, whether it's the ref, whether it's the opposition, and or sometimes your own team. But as it relates to the Warriors going forward, you know, Golden State does have to recognize that now they have set sort of a scary precedence going forward, that if somebody does step out of line, whatever that might be in the foreseeable future, and it may not be Draymond Green, you got to make sure that the penalty now sort of falls in line with what it is that you did or did not do with Draymond Green. Otherwise, you become some of, not dysfunctional might not be the proper word, but you become this this uh, organization and or coach and a general manager that's either playing favorites or you were just simply catering to that of Draymond Green because uh, of who he is as opposed to, again, maybe getting back to that higher moral ground conversation, which I don't necessarily want to entertain. But going forward, I think that as far as punishment uh, is concerned for those players that may step out of line, that you have to solve, sort of follow this this template that you've now set forward. Doug in Berkeley on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Hey, Doug. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Um, great comments so far. I, You know, uh, everything I think that I've heard in the last 20 minutes has been pretty right on, including Gene's comments. Um, the only thing I would add is a few things. One, um, the Warriors made this bed. I love the Warriors. We all love the Warriors. But they've shown over the years that they're more concerned about winning than they are concerned about, you know, getting Draymond to fall in line. Next thing, Draymond, you know, he always has the nice comment after he does something, you know, I'm a flawed individual, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's old now. It's tired. Uh you know, you just you need to grow, and he's he's not going to grow. And the Warriors have not helped him grow because none of them, from the front office to the locker room, ends up to him. Next, uh, uh, the contract for um, you know the contract that Jordan Poole got. It's just everything else aside, it's in line. You know, if Tyler Hero is worth you know ten million less. Uh, Jordan Poole's worth that. Uh, so I, I think independent of, you know, what's happened recently, uh, it's a lot of money. The salary cap's going up. Uh, all the money's out of line. But if Tyler Hero can get that kind of money, Jordan Poole can get that kind of money. Finally, I hope that somehow all this works out and the Warriors continue to do well. But, you know, they've they've shown, as much as I love them, that they're – like like every other sports team, winning is more important than you know than moral high ground. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Appreciate it. Love you guys. All right, thanks thanks for the call. Uh, the Warriors are more concerned about winning than than reining in Draymond. To me, that there's no doubt about that. 
and look, this ship sailed a long time ago, Dan. I mean, I, I think it goes all the way back to 2016 and the incident in Oklahoma City. We've discussed this. When nothing was done to Draymond at that point because they had just won an NBA championship and they were 50-5 and five or whatever the heck they were on that night, something pretty close to that, it, it was always a calculation between him towing that line or, or And maybe occasionally going over it, but the good outweighed the bad. And I think the Warriors do believe now that, hey, this, this could be the, the end of the line for Draymond, but the end of the line is after this year. So they owe everybody in the organization one more shot to run it back, and that is more important than trying to rein Draymond in because I think they know at this point that Draymond Green is much closer to not being a member of the Golden State Warriors than he is to being a member of the Golden State Warriors for an extended period of time. So you might as well just roll the dice and hope that you can make it through one more year and you might just get another ring for it. Yeah, and I think the Warriors are partially responsible for what it is that we witnessed the other day with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. They've enabled this guy. There's no other way to get around it. This isn't isolated, all right? We know what it is that this guy has done repeatedly, not to that level, but certainly with his actions on and off the court. And they have, for lack of a better term, looked the other way. Well, if that's what you're going to do, then this is ultimately going to be the results. So maybe you're right that this is all about wins and losses at the end of the day. And why shouldn't it be? I mean, the, the text line reminds all of us that, yes, this is a business when it comes to the Warriors. I always get back to, and I don't mean to reiterate this, that I always felt that the Warriors were trying to project themselves as doing it the right way and or a different way as it relates to the other teams, both on a moral and an ethical level. And this flies in the face of all of that. Fair point. I, I think without a doubt. Steffi is next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Steffi, you're on with J.D. and Devone. Thank you so much. Um, you know, the word that we keep skirting around, and I completely agree with what y'all just said, is the Warriors being complicit. The word is complicit. When when you condone in a sports culture um, the kind of aggressiveness, and this happens with coaches, we know this, this happens with players. And I say this from the standpoint of being in a conflict resolution field, where when a, when a person who is a fender, and that's the word that I'm choosing to use, um, does not, is not made to pay with any kinds of consequences for what their actions are. What continuously happens is they become a repeat offender. And what we've seen with Dre is that, number one, like you said, he is paid to be the emotional, quote-unquote, heart of the team. But when someone is not in control or cannot regulate their behavior and it continues to escalate and the team is complicit. Let's not say looks the other way. They are complicit with condoning what it is that is occurring because on the one hand, the strength of Draymond is that he is the emotional heart of the team. And the liability is that he is the emotional heart of the team. And what happens from that standpoint is I think going forward, it's going to be realized by the other teams how much they can bait him before he snaps because that's what happened. What we saw with the hit was it was reflexive. Jordan Poole put his hands up. That is a way to create space, and that's he self-protected. And what Draymond did was the way he self-protected. He shot out with his hand, 
And like anybody who is in a kind of cycle like that, what happens is that they're remorseful afterwards. It's a pattern. And so whether or not we're going to use it to, to win this year or not, the issue is how are we going to help Draymond not be his own worst enemy? And that's kind of the way I see it right now. And I like your thoughts on that. Thanks for the call, Dan. I'll let you tackle that first. Good oh. good phone call. Oh, a lot thanks. of really strong analysis. <laughs> yeah, no, she was... Uh, there's not a lot to add on to that. I think she's sort of echoing maybe probably more eloquently than me. That was that was succinctly put, and I, I, I don't have uh, anything to sort of add to that other than, than I'm sort of in, in full agreement. And maybe I choose the wrong phrase looking the other way. Maybe they are, they are complicit. Um, and, and at the end of the day, again, listen, let's not fool ourselves. This is about running it back and winning a championship. It's about winning games. The bottom line, again, in all of this, not only because winning games... That translates to money, merch, and, and network television. And that is, that's where Joe Lacob lives. And to a certain degree, everybody sort of falls in line. My issue with the Warriors is this sense of hypocrisy that and maybe it was only built up in my own head where I felt that, well, morally, weren't you trying to build yourself and at least project yourself in a different image? 888-957-9570. We'll continue with David in San Francisco on the phone lines here on 95.7 The Game. David, you're on with J.D. and Devon. What's up, David? Oh, uh, just one, just a couple things about the, uh, the, 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 the the nature of business in sports is winning. If you don't win, the guys get fired. They don't have jobs. Uh, their franchises don't continue to grow. That's the bottom line. You're talking moral. Nobody gets paid. Nobody gets uh, rehired for moral wins. That's not the way it is. And that's America. We had a president like that. So, I mean, you're, you're preaching. It's kind of like, what, 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 we're going, a, a perfect world? We don't have a perfect world. We don't have a perfect country. It doesn't, it doesn't operate that way. Bottom line, it doesn't operate that way. And day-to-day life, you're saying it's, different you hope the warriors are different than what the world is about it's not it's that that's life that's the way it is and if, you, if, if it's run differently please explain this to me hey david you want to hang out for one sec i, I i'd like to respond to that yeah. I, i'm not the one please 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 do sure please thing do. i'm not the one that introduced the moral component when it comes to the warriors that is their head coach and again i'm just reacting on what it is which, the team which is moral which 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 moral did the coach introduce? The, the coach you're talking about, Steve Kerr, as yep. far as I'm concerned, is probably the most morally sound individual that we probably have ever seen in sports. Name another coach. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing. We're saying the Kerr. same thing. We're saying the same thing. But he's the one that has put those guidelines in place, not me. He's interjected the morality when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, not me. I'm just well, reacting no, on what it is. is the owner. Steve Kerr does not make that decision. Joe Lacob does. All right, fair enough. That. Fair enough. That's not true. That's Thanks, not David. True. Right. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. 888-957-9570. Good conversation. Yeah. Good back and forth. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with things getting a little edgy, Dan. That's okay. <laughs> you know how I roll. You're reffing but, this whole yeah, thing. I, I, I see your point, and, and, I, I, and I, see, I see the caller's point. And I'm, I'm kind of inclined to think that a little bit of that a little bit of that culture stuff, or and not even culture stuff, but the moral high ground is probably a better way of putting it. A little bit of that, like I, I do think, 
at the end of the day, the, the Warriors are, I think, more more about winning than, than anything else. Now, look, this is not an off-court incident. This is not, you know, some of the other things like we've seen other players and, and, and even in other leagues deal with where there's uh, you know legal ramifications and, and that kind of thing. You know, I think that's a different a different moral standard than than a couple of guys getting into it at, at practice or one guy maybe attacking another guy to practice. I mean, it, it is different. You know, emotions run high. It's different, can be treated differently. But I think the Warriors are just saying, hey, let's make one more go of this and see what happens. And, and in the back of their minds, they may be thinking, you know what, Draymond's gone anyway, but we owe it to ourselves to try and see if we can't get, get one more run at it. We're going to pay Poole what he deserves. We're going to make sure he's as comfortable as possible. And, and and again, I keep coming back to what Clay Thompson said last night, and we played the cut earlier. They need both of them like in 2022, 2023. They need both of them if they're going to have any shot at repeating and winning an NBA championship. And, and, and I'll be honest, right now, there isn't anybody else in the league to where I look at, at Team X or Team Y and I put them ahead of the Golden State Warriors. Maybe the Celtics I would have for uh, a little bit, but but they've had a couple of things. You know, their situation with Ime Udoka and him not being the coach this year, that almost, for me, takes them completely out of the running. I look at, you know, they signed Danilo Gallinari. He ended up with a knee injury. I think he was a nice piece that could have maybe helped them uh, get through the playoffs and, and, and maybe beat the Warriors in addition to Malcolm Brogdon. But other than that, like, you know, I know Memphis is coming and Denver's supposed to be good and we'll see if the Lakers are better and what about Philly and, and all this other stuff. But I, I still think the Warriors right now, given everything that's happened in Boston, are the favorite to win another NBA championship. I I if you asked me to pick pick my champion today, I would take the Warriors ahead of the field. I really would. And I know it's only a preseason game, but after watching them last night, how could you not? Wow. And this is what it gets back to when I said, you know, watching Draymond Green after talking about him and whether it's his podcast or what he did last week and then you see him get onto the floor and just the tic-tac-toe and the ball movement, you're like, yeah. Who's who else plays basketball like this when it's going right? And I think you just answered that question. Nobody right now. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And maybe they're too young in some areas. Maybe they're going to be asking for too many young players to play too many minutes, and that costs them. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. We got six months plus the playoffs to figure out how it all shakes out, and, and injuries can play a role in it. One more before the top of the hour. Orlando in the Bay. Orlando next here on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Orlando. Hey, I appreciate you letting me on. I'm enjoying the show and I'm loving the conversation. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted yeah, I just wanted to chime in with um I just feel the Warriors are kind of scrambling to get to get you, they, they don't really know how to approach this situation. I mean, it's it doesn't it hasn't been uh video <laughs> there's no video that has surfaced with with the teammate doing something like that to another teammate. And we just won the championship and everything is just getting overshadowed with this incident. And um, I'm just really sad that that's happening um, moving into this, this new season. Um, it's, it's a lot of different storylines that we could be talking about. And this is just, um, it's really sad that this is happening to Draymond and, and to happen to Jordan Poole like this. Um, he received this contract this morning. And I, I just really feel that it was just something to, to definitely tie him over. And then, um, you know, through the media, they're just getting, we're just getting killed basically. And they just really don't know how to approach it. And I'm, I'm seeing that 
um, through what Draymond was talking about. And when he was talking on his press release, it's just like <clears throat> he wanted everything to kind of stay in-house. But, it, it, you know, that's not the case. And basically, you know, he, he doesn't really want to speak too much on the incident. And he's, he's kind of being, um, I, I think, just kind of being reserved with his comments and basically trying to kind of, you know, sweep this thing under the rug the best they can because it's kind of, it's, it's, it's really destroying what can be a great season with, like you just said, I, I really do think they're the favorites to win it again. And it's, it's really sad that we have to be talking about this. And uh, I appreciate you guys letting me off. Yeah, no, thanks for the call. Good good stuff, Orlando. We're, we're up against it here in hour number three. We'll come back in hour number four. It, it's funny because we, we didn't really bring up the Dre. We, you know, sometimes the show will kind of <laughs> get into that. But, you know, the reality, though, is when Jordan Poole signs this, like Jordan Poole is tied to this situation, and, and the Warriors are doing everything they can to move on the best they can. And part of this is, you know, Poole was kind of the last step and then the ring ceremony and then they move forward. But it's all tied together. And I think they're hoping that, that you know, they've been reluctant to do the no comment or we're not going to talk about it anymore. But the we're not going to talk about it anymore is coming after Jordan Poole speaks, whether that's tomorrow or Monday. Then it's all about ring night. It's all about the team. And, and I don't think they're even going to get into any of this uh, again as far as what this incident has and, and we probably won't either unless there's some new information that, that comes to light. All right, three hours down, one hour to come. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Dan Devone on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.